Rachel Richards knows that you're worried about what goes on your skin. And she knows that you care about the ingredients. And that's why she found the inspiration to create her own skincare line, Lulu's Organic Skincare. She has a wide variety of products that includes a lavender face wash, lemon sugar scrub, and mango lip balm. She also has fun products for guys, too, like her men's beard oil. And for everyone, there's an active charcoal toothpaste, joint and muscle pain reliever, and sniffle cold balm. Her ingredients are 100% organic, and that's why they feel and smell so good. Because she puts nothing but the best stuff in her products. Rachel believes that if you can't eat it, it shouldn't go on your skin. Find her at www.lulusveganskin.com. That's lulusveganskin.com. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Heaven Podcast with LD and TJ. Can you dig that, baby? <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I'm your host, LD. Alongside me for the ride, as always, is TJ. Hi. TJ, why are we so tired? Because life is not fair and we have to work. (laughs) So this week we're going to be talking about somebody who just passed away. And again, they kind of circumvented other artists that we had. But again, we feel it's necessary to properly honor the person uh, right after they passed away, and we know that there's a lot of buzz around this person's death, and so we felt that it was only right to talk about Nipsey Hussle this week. And the other thing about this this particular episode is we still have things that are developing as it, the story goes on about there was something with like a Fox News reporter that said something inappropriate, and now they're calling for her resignation. They just had his memorial service, which you can actually find on BET's website. So things are still emerging from this. And so we might do an updated episode once kind of all the pieces have fallen into place. So just to start it off, I got this from several different online articles. And so I'm going to give you the names of those. So if you want to read them in full, you are more than welcome to kind of wander around. And you can fall into a deep rabbit hole when it comes to Nipsey. So my sources are the New York Times. The article is called Nipsey Hussle's Brother Found Him Dying. These are his final moments by Angel Jennings. Artist biography by Neil Z. Young. Of course, we got it from Wikipedia. And then before his death in South L.A., Nipsey Hussle was trying to buy back his hood, again, by Angel Jennings and Sonia Kelly. Nipsey Hussle was a symbol of hope to a neighborhood. Now he's a cautionary tale by Steve Lopez. Nipsey Hussle was more of a movement than a musician by Elliot C. McLaughlin. An article from CNN biography bd.com and famousbirthsdeaths.com. Nipsey Hussle was born Aramis Ashmagon. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that name, but I'm I tried to look up a bunch of different pronunciations of the last name and it was all computers. So Asgetum, I think. Asgetum? We'll go with so. Asgetum. On August 15th, 1985, so he's a Leo. And he was raised in the Crenshaw neighborhood of South Los Angeles. He is American and Eritrean, which is East East African. African. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Aramis had one sibling named Samuel, and his mother was Angelique and father was DeWitt. And I actually couldn't find a whole lot about his parents because they seem to kind of be silent through this whole thing. So even when you kind of try to dig a little bit for them, they're sort of... Very private people, so... Well, yeah. When asked about his background during an interview, as Getham said, I was raised in L.A. by my mom. You know, my mom's family is black American. I always knew my heritage from my dad, but I had never met my family. 
My dad's the only one from my family in America. Everybody else was back home. So when I went out there, it educated me to the other side. Because at age 19, Nipsey's father took him and his brother on a trip to East Africa for three months in 2004. And he credited the trip with inspiring him to come be a community activist with an entrepreneurial spirit. So that trip really actually kind of shaped who he became in his later years. Hustle attended Alexander Hamilton High School but dropped out before graduating. At the age of 14, he left home and joined the local Roland 60s neighborhood Chris game. His stage name is a play on the name of the comedian, poet, and dancer, best known for his appearances as a panelist on game shows from the 1960s through the 1990s, including Match Game, Password, Hollywood Squares, To Tell the Truth, and Pyramid, Nipsey Russell. And that was given to him by a friend while he was in his teens. His early calling card was injecting hazy humor into his rhyme style, a la Snoop Dogg. Which, I mean, we all know who Snoop Dogg is, right? Yeah. Yeah? I would hope that we don't have to explain who that is. I will say that I think the only way that my mom knows who Snoop Dogg is is because he paired with Martha Stewart, and that's how she found But she still knows who he is. She does, but she found out through via Martha Stewart. Well, that's okay. She still knows who he is. (laughs) She could not name a single Snoop Dogg song if she tried. She don't need to. It's okay. Um, But his flow owed more to the unflinching gangland narratives of early hip-hop kingpin Ice-T, who was a full-fledged member of one of the more notorious subsections of the Crisp Gang. Nipsey became a mixtape favorite in the late 2000s with his gritty street observations. And for those who don't know, because we actually had, we didn't know, because <laughs> our idea of what an actual mixtape was, was like when your boyfriend takes that recorder. Or you. And, yeah. And I used to make them all the time growing up. I used to make mix CDs, but like we had that kind of recorder that you would push the button and then just hold it up to the radio. <laughs> That's how you made mixtapes. For those who don't actually know, according to the Daily Dot, the specific definition of a mixtape has kind of shifted over the years, but it's usually a compilation of songs or remixes that an artist puts out to their fans as a promotion or to ease anxiety from a long period of silence. They're produced with the chief purpose of creating a social buzz, and it's released to the public's ears for free. So more of like a, you know, say when Kesha was in her battle with Dr. Luke, she would actually go on like Instagram or Twitter and sing gospels because it was, she felt like she was too far away from her fans. But you, I, that's not really a mixtape. No, though. I'm just saying oh. it. No, I'm just saying like people were worried about Kesha. Oh, I And see. to kind of like ease people's minds, she would go on these public platforms and do something like Amazing Grace just so people knew that she was still wanting to create music, but she couldn't. But a mixtape is more like, you know, they're they're going through the whole process of creating a an album and without releasing the album, they're just trying to create buzz like, oh, this is going to be a track that's going to be on the album. Right. So it's more of just to kind of satiate people. Starting with the Slauson Boy in 2005, Nipsey issued a trio of Bullets and Got No Name volumes in 2008 and 2009 before moving on to the Marathon and its sequel in 2011. Nipsey collaborated with the likes of Drake, Meek Mills, and Rick Ross well before Atlantic Records published his acclaimed Victory Lap last year, earning him a Grammy nomination for Best Rap Album, and the prize actually went to Cardi B. For a decade and a half, 
Nip compiled a thick catalog of music, which he released on mixtapes that he produced independently or through his All Money In record label, which he launched to maintain creative freedom. And we'll kind of touch on that. Not too hard, but we will touch on that in just a little bit. Though some music websites classify Nip's music as gangster rap, his music spans multiple hip-hop genres, including G-Funk or Gangster Funk, like the sound of Dr. Dre fame that is ubiquitous to the streets of Crenshaw District where Nip- Nipsey grew up. You couldn't compartmentalize his lyrics as well because he kind of spanned all kinds of genres. So he had the flash of gangster rap, but he had introspective and thoughtful lyrics like those of his fellow rapper Chance the Rapper. So he kind of had this duality where it was like, you know, the the flash and the bling, that, right. that one side, and then he could do thoughtful stuff. And I, I honestly, when I was doing this episode, I kind of harkened back to Tupac. Oh, okay. Who could do something like California Love and then could do a song like Changes. Right. And that's right, kids. Lindley listened to Tupac. It's true. I think it's so funny because we're <clears throat> we're doing this episode and then we're we're actually doing back to back hip hop artists, which neither of us really knows too much about because most of what we listen to is other things. Uh- In, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you guys might not know this, but we've actually tried to record this episode twice, and the first time Tracy take two. Yeah, this is take two. <laughs> Tracy is super allergic to cats, and I have three of them. And it is allergy season for me, so it's already bad enough. And then I walk into the house, and I'm sensitive already. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you right now, we found my kryptonite, which is this word that's coming up. So I'm going to try it like twice, and then I'm going to give up. So if I can get it in the first two times, awesome. If not, Tracy's going to have to sit. And I'm going to take over. So... In 2007, Hustle played a small role in the Bone Thugs and Harmony semi-autobiographical film. Hey, you did it! Yeah, I did it! Yay! Third time! Third attempt this time! Seriously, last time it was like five or six attempts, (laughs) and then I was good. And I just started to cry. It was was a very sad moment (laughs) for LD. Yes. So he was in this film called I Tried, which was directed by Rich Newey. In 2008, Hustle released two mixtapes, Bullets Ain't Got No Names, Volume 1 and 2, after singing with the Cinematic Music Group and Epic Records. In 2009, he released his debut single, Hustle in the House. Later that year, Nipsey released a third mixtape, Bullets Ain't Got No Name, Volume 3. He then collaborated with Drake on the song Killer and also appeared along with Snoop Dogg and Problem on the song Upside Down, which was featured on Snoop Dogg's 2009 album malice in wonderland i love the name of that cd in 2010 hustle appeared in the song we are the world 25 for haiti and he was also ranked by xxl magazine as one of its annual freshman top 10 a selection of 10 up-and-coming artists xxl labeled him as the most determined of his class and la weekly called him the next big la mc so then Nipsey appeared in the movie Caged Animals with Ving Rhames, and he also played a supporting role in the movie Love Chronicles Secrets Revealed, and he appeared in a television commercial with American professional tennis player Serena Williams for Beats Color. And we looked this up, and that's literally well, it's just headphones They're that just... are different color. Hustle was expected to release his debut album, South Central State of Mind, in October of 2010, 
Prior to the release of the album, it was supported by the single Feeling Myself featuring Lloyd. And then concurrently, he announced that he was planning on releasing a mixtape with fellow rapper J-Rock titled Red and Blue Make Green. Following the release of the music video for Feeling Myself, the album was set for a December 21st, 2010 release. However, both of these projects were eventually postponed indefinitely. After going through trouble with Epic Records, Hustle was released from the label in late 2010, and after his release, he went on to found his own record label, All Money In. So it's funny because initially he had set the album release for December 21st, and then that was postponed. But then on December 21st, he released his first All Money In Records mixtape titled The Marathon, which featured guest appearances from Cocaine and MGMT. On November 1st, 2011, Hustle released a sequel titled The Marathon Continues, which featured L.A. rappers. I don't. Okay, sorry. We don't know if it's YG or Yig. So forgive us. We're just I'm just going to call it YG and Dom Kennedy. On April 17th, 2012, Hustle released a collaborative album with fellow rapper Blanco titled Raw. The album features guest appearances from YG, Mr. Fab, Yuck Mouth, be Legit, Cocaine, and Freeway. In May 2012, he released the single Proud of That, which features guest vocals from Rick Ross, and he also was featured on MMG's song Fountain of Youth, which appears on the label's second album, Self Made Volume 2. The music video was released in October 1st, 2012. In December of 2012, Hustle hinted at signing with Maybeach Music Group and Warner Brothers Music Group. However, he was saying that he'd still be looking for the right label. Hustle said that he would be releasing his third and final installment of the Marathon Mixtape series with TM3 Victory Lap in 2013 after it was pushed back from its initial December 2012 release date. He also announced that he was planning on releasing a mixtape with fellow West Coast rapper and frequent collaborator YG. Hustle performed at the 2013 Pays Dues Festivals on March 30th, 2013 in California. After deciding against signing to a major label due to lack of creative freedom, he chose to make Victory Lap his debut album. Starting in 2013, he released various songs from Crenshaw, including the Ninth Wonder produced track Face the World and the Futuristics and 1500 or Nothing produced track Blessings. He also released the Crenshaw documentary that day in promotion of the mixtape. And it was in 2013 that he met actress Lauren London and they began to date. London was known for her roles in ATL entourage and everybody hates chris on october 3rd 2013 he released another trailer for the mixtape also revealing that 1000 hard copies of the mixtape would be sold for a hundred dollars each that sounds expensive yeah i don't know the going price for mixtapes but that sounds like a lot well since you said earlier that they're usually free i don't know about free but i mean Depending on how much is on them? I don't... I don't know. I The only thing I've ever paid $100... Was it like a fundraising thing? I don't know. The, the, the most expensive album I ever bought was $150. And it was for News of the World, which was signed by all of the band members from Queen. But here's the thing. He actually sold out of all 1,000 copies in less than 24 hours, effectively making $100,000. Jay-Z actually picked up 100 of the 1,000 copies available. And this is a quote. I got an email that came through my team, and it was like, Rock Nation, on behalf of Jay-Z, wants to buy 100 units. Who do we pay, and when can we get the shipment out? 
he had told MTV News at the time. Remember when MTV News was a thing? Yes. They sent us ten. Yeah, they sent us ten thousand dollars, and we sent them a hundred CDs. And I get didn't get the chance to holler at Jay, but through his people, he made it clear that he respects the move and everything. So I was just so humbled by it. So that's really cool. In 2015, Hustle was featured in a cameo, the sexy getting ready song, in yeah. the pilot episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah, rapping sexy getting ready song. Okay. <laughs> oh, rapping, excellent. Rapping two bars before abruptly stopping and commenting on Rebecca Bunch, which is Rachel Bloom's character's yes. longtime grooming routine. Oh, no. It is I excellent. Am... Please go to YouTube or wherever you watch clips and watch that. Watch it. But also not if you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> In 2016, he released another mixtape titled Famous Lies and Unpopular Truth. <laughs> I love this so far. It's... This was probably my favorite little moment. He commented on the 2016 U.S. presidential election by releasing this single, FDT. And I'm going to let you figure out what that means. But there's a naughty word and a president's name in it. Mm-hmm. With YG. The song was written about Hustle's positive experiences with Mexican immigrants in the United States who Trump had criticized. On February 16th, 2018, Hustle released his debut studio album, Victory Lap. And around that same time, Nipsey and Lauren London welcomed a child on August 31st, 2016, named Cross, K-R-O-S-S, which is really cute. I like that. London herself had children from her previous relationships with fellow rapper Lil Wayne. I get all my littles mixed up. Which Lil. one is which one is Lil, which which one is Lil Wayne? Is he the yeah? I don't. Why are you he? asking me? <laughs> <laughs> Could someone please tell me who Lil Wayne is? I don't. I don't know. Hustle had a daughter, Imani, from a previous relationship, and there was a rumor that they were secretly married, but neither one would confirm it. So we don't know if they were actually secretly married or not. On June seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Nipsey opened the Marathon Clothing Store, which he founded along with his partners, Steve Carlos, Karen Civil, and Nipsey's brother, Samael. When he finally did ink the deal with Atlantic Records in 2017, he told Billboard that it was more about the reach than the racks. That meant that he was trying to get his message out and he was trying to figure out the best way to actually get it out there and get it to more people rather than what he could make. Like it, right. it seems like it wasn't about the money for him. It was more about how many people could he reach with his music rather than what could be purchased. So, so he signed that deal with Atlantic Records. Nipsey was quoted as, I wanted to give that message the best chance to be heard and consumed on the highest level. He made moves outside of the music industry too and when he launched the Marathon Clothing Store and that was at 3420 West Lawson Avenue in Los Angeles. And he also owned the Marathon Agency, SC Commercial Ventures, proud to pay and all money in no money out records, according to the Press Atlantic Records. His Facebook page said that Hustle was a devout member of the Rolling 60 Crisps, a national street gang that was founded in Los Angeles in the mid-70s. His page lists Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and Tupac Shakur yeah. as some of his influences. And now we're at the day. So before I get to this. So get your tissues, everybody. It's that time. Oh, yeah. It's that time again, folks. Well, we know how this podcast ends. Like every, it's gonna, episode. every episode. 
Except um, for the short sets. The short, yeah. The not, short sets. They don't always end in this. No, they don't always end in tears. Yeah. From all accounts, it seems like Nipsey was a great guy. He was pursuing what he loved. He had a girlfriend that he really cared about. He brought life into this world. I only found on one website a rumor about one thing that he did, which it said that he had kicked his girlfriend, which he like publicly came out and said that that wasn't true. So, I mean, I feel like with someone like, let's say Chris Brown, you know, he's been (laughs) convicted several times of like, actually, you want to actually get through this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. But the fact is, it seemed like I couldn't find that fact anywhere else. And so if you can confirm or deny that and have a link to back it up, please send it to us. I'd be really interested because it seems like even though he was in a gang and he might have been active with that gang, it wasn't like he was running the streets and doing terrible things. It just seemed like that was more of like a family unit to him. And at a, I mean, he must have had a great relationship with his parents because at age 19 he went to Africa with his father. So it's not... It's not the stories like some of the other people that we're going to be covering on the podcast. Right. So, and there are people in the story that make you think, wow, he really was an, a really good guy. Yeah. So according to police sources on May 31st, 2019, Hustle was shot multiple times in the parking lot of his store, Marathon Clothing in South Los Angeles at about 2.25 p.m. Hustle was hit five times in the torso and once in the head. Two others were wounded in the shooting. All three victims were transported to the hospital where Hustle was pronounced dead at 3.55 p.m. So literally, it, it, the whole thing happened within a half hour. He, yeah, he was 33 years old. Upon hearing the news, numerous celebrities offered their condolences on social media. And Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti also offered his condolences to Nipsey's family. That's huge. So what I'm going to read to you guys next is an account from a New York Times article entitled Nipsey Hussle's brother found him dying and these are his final moments. And that's by Angel Jennings. Samael jumped into his car, parked outside his grandmother's house. He ignored red lights as he raced down Slauson Avenue, the South Los Angeles street that he and Nip were working to uplift. He arrived at the Marathon Clothing Store. Precious minutes after a gunman fired multiple rounds into Nip, but before the paramedics had pulled up. The time when life can be precariously slipped into death. Blood stained the front of his brother's shirt and a hole marked where a bullet entered his leg. There was no reason for him to still be breathing, Samael thought, but Nip was. Air rushed in, in and out of his nose, strong and loud. Growing up in turf claimed by the Rolling 60 Chris game, Samael had seen death up close. Bullets when they hit their target... In the chest, like the one that hit Nip, were cruel and quick. He's meant to be alive, Samael thought. On Wednesday, he recounted his brother's final moments to the Times. He said that he was haunted the most by the way the shooting happened. They were best friends, and he was by Nip's side when he was selling t-shirts and CDs from his car as a teenager. They were there when he opened the clothing store in the strip mall where they used to hang out in the parking lot, and he was there when he was signing a record deal with a major label, and last Sunday was no exception. Police say Nip was gunned down by Eric Holder, a 29-year-old aspiring rapper. Video from a nearby security camera captured the brazen attack, which occurred in broad daylight. 
Footage has been circulating on social media. What it doesn't show is Holder talking to Nip a few minutes earlier. Holder was a familiar face in South L.A. Pictures on social media show him wearing the crisp blue bandana, but in recent years, he seems to have vanished. He reemerged at the Marathon Clothing Store on Sunday. The two men talked, shook hands, and Holder left. Nips would pop up in and out of the store without notice, and his brothers and other his brother and others said, Samaya worried about his safety and urged him to stop hanging in the parking lot and come inside. Nip had a bodyguard, but he moved freely through his neighborhood and those of rival gangs without worry. Nip is sporadic, Samael said. Nip is going to pull up and hop out of the Jordan Downs Project, Nickerson Gardens, and any hood in L.A. Compton Watts solo with $150,000 worth of jewelry on his neck and a $100,000 Rolex with no security. That's why people love him. He straddled so many worlds with ease. His cool demeanor and regular appearance at the store made him relatable. Nip built his reputation in the streets, saying in a 2014 interview with the YouTube channel Vlad TV that he had joined the Rolling Sixties as a teenager, but over the years, he grew his street hustle into a legitimate business connecting with the larger community of Los Angeles and the world, including some cops and politicians. His music echoed his environment, but it also spread his message of entrepreneurship and the importance of planning for long-term success. The strip mall was a business model for the future of his hood and his second home. Also, how is it so easy for me to say entrepreneurship and not... I have no idea. It was just after noon on Tuesday when authorities got their first big break in the slaying of rapper Nipsey Hussle. About 14 hours earlier, the Los Angeles Department released a photo of Eric Holder, 29, saying he was the suspect in the Sunday afternoon attack. That image pinged across social media and television with police warning that anyone who was harboring Holder would face arrest as well. Then Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department received a tip from a caller who said that a man matching Holder's description was on Artesia Boulevard in Bellflower outside a mental facility. Deputies arrived and took Holder into custody, which is crazy because that was like literally two days after he was killed, they find the guy. Right. I mean, I understand they had like the video, but like he's just standing outside a mental institution. Why is he standing outside a mental institution? I don't know. That The caller said that a man that was matching his description was on Artesia Boulevard in Bellflower outside a mental facility. Hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. That's like the weirdest part about it to me. Yeah. So officials say that the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office is reviewing the case against Holder. He's being held in solitary confinement on $7.4 million bail. That's a lot of money. But I I get it. But I get it though. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I kept it in my notes, but here's something that I found crazy is that the person that's going to defend him now is actually Christopher Darden. Do you know who Christopher Darden is? It sounds familiar, but... He was on the prosecution side of the O.J. Simpson trial. I was going to say, was he O.J. Simpson trial? <laughs> yeah, and I think... I, <laughs> like I don't... I say, it sounded familiar, and I, but I wasn't connecting the dots. Yeah, which <clears throat> is crazy, because I'm, I'm... Of course, I watched the trial as it happened, and then I watched the uh, People versus O.J. Simpson, the Ryan well, Murphy show, but that... I was too young when it happened, but I watched that. Oh, yeah. And that was so good. That was such a good show. But it seems like maybe that soured him. And now he's working for the prosecution or for the the defense. So he's actually the one that's going to be defending Eric Holder at trial. So I don't know if that's in my notes, but I just wanted to hit that because that that was such a shock to me. 
because it was like you were on the prosecution side before. So maybe it just depends on maybe he goes case by case. I don't think you can do that, though. But despite the arrest, there are actually a couple loose ends. Um, One that involves the woman authorities described as the gunman's getaway driver. Police say Holder got into a dispute with Hustle on Sunday at the rapper shop on Sawson Avenue, and he allegedly returned and opened fire. So he left. Well, he he had the run in with Nipsey. He left, came back and then shot him. So he I don't know if he like left the premises and then returned a little while later or what. But the woman who drove the getaway car actually turned herself into authorities on Monday and is continuing to to cooperate with the detectives. She's not been arrested, says Josh Rubenstein. LAPD's director of communications. According to two sources familiar with the investigation, the woman has insisted to the detectives that she never knew that Holder intended to harm Hustle and was aware of the shooting only in the aftermath. I just, I, when people say that, I'm like, how do you not know? Like, do you guys not talk well, in the car it, or? Well, but maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe it was just in the moment. Maybe. Sources say the role of the woman remains an issue of debate in the Hyde Park community where the shooting occurred. Some members of the gangs with ties to both Hustle and Holder have distributed her name and image on social media, according to multiple sources. So I that's, ba- that's bad. That's bad because something could happen to her. Right. So they're trying to the, – the, it seems like that the newspapers are trying to keep her identity secret, but it's sort of gotten out, which is, could be a potential problem. Yeah. I'm only speculating. Forgive me. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. What Holder told the woman while in the car could strengthen the prosecutor's potential case. Another of the unanswered questions is actually the motive for the attack. Police has said Holder had a personal dispute with Hustle, but have not provided any further information. It's also unclear how well Holder and Hustle knew each other. Holder was an aspiring rapper who went by the moniker Fly Mac. His Instagram handle was I'm a God in the streets. So if you want to look that up, I don't know if his Instagram has been shut down or not, but it's I M A underscore G O D underscore I N underscore D A underscore S T R E E T Z. He sang of body bags, 38 gun blasts and bloody homicides. And he was convicted uh, in 2012 of carrying a loaded firearm and was sentenced to 180 days in jail and three years of probation, court records show. So he was actually arrested on Tuesday. Meanwhile, fans continue to mourn Hustle's death. At his store, police on Tuesday imposed a system for mourners to visit after a memorial on Monday turned violent. So Tracy just checked on the Instagram and apparently it actually is shut down, so... I, could, I didn't find it anyways. Yeah. But like I said, this is evolving every single day. Yeah. And something new falls into place or gets revealed during this. And so maybe in the coming days, we'll find out what that attack actually was about. Eric Holder was arrested on Tuesday, which was like two days after Nipsey was shot. Meanwhile, fans continued to mourn Hustle's death. At his store, police on Tuesday imposed a system for mourners to visit after a memorial the day before had turned violent. And other various memorials are being planned, but the one on Monday, this comes from a Los Angeles Times article written by Cindy Chang and Jacqueline Cosgrove called What Really Happened When Nipsey's Hustle Memorial Turned Violent, LAPD explains. The Los Angeles Police Department 
provided more details about the chaos at Monday's memorial slamming for rapper Nipsey Hussle, saying a man with a gun appears to have sparked a stampede that left several people hurt. Officials attempted to dispel rumors and incorrect information regarding the violence. LAPD Chief Michael Moore said at a news conference on Tuesday that no shots appear to have been fired at a vigil. The two two women who had arrived at a hospital around 11 p.m. that night said that they had been shot. Initially, they reported that they were at different locations, and then they said that they were at the vigil. An LAPD commander who was at the vigil did not hear any gunfire, Moore said. But a man in the crowd was alarmed. Okay, so a man in the crowd was armed with a handgun and may have set off a stampede by brandishing it. He did not shoot it, but someone attempted to disarm him, said the man who caught sight of the weapon ran, Moore said. In a panic, someone tripped and fell, suffering cuts and sprains, Moore said. One person may have been stabbed, but Moore praised the restraint of the police officers who tried to control the situation. Bottles were thrown at some officers and a sergeant who they had said had to, had to have sutures on a wound to his hand. So an officer was injured by one of these bottles. The LAPD is continuing to work with community leaders to clean up the area to, to protect the memorial and make it safe for visitors. So I guess like the reports coming out were kind of crazy. Like someone got shot, two people got shot, people got stabbed. Yeah, it was chaos even just in the reporting. Just I remember because I do remember watching like at work, like as I would pass by here and there of like seeing all this chaos. Just even in the reporting, it was horrible. Yeah, which is kind of why I don't trust the first like 12 hours of a news cycle reporting anything because we just saw this happening with Notre Dame with yeah. the, the fire that happened at Notre Dame or oh Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is the school. Notre Dame is the school. Notre, <laughs> Notre Dame, Dame is, is the cathedral. cathedral. Okay. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. But basically, like, remember at the beginning when they were reporting it, it was like they were saying, like, the roof had collapsed. All the art was destroyed. The inside was completely gone and gutted. And the relics were destroyed and everything. And now pictures are coming from inside. And they're saying that all the art was saved, that the relics were saved, and a lot of the stuff can be rebuilt and so in the end yes it was a tragedy but there's so much false reporting and speculation that goes on in those first 12 hours especially like with the with the boston marathon bombing right that was that was chaos yeah and so i after that i just kind of learned to just tuck my tail and not pay attention until well after you know at least a sturdy story has been told on tuesday night Resident Trevor Kemp watched as people gathered by a black armored truck that was covered in bouquets. Every Christmas, Hustle would fill that truck up and drop off gifts, Kemp said. They'd fill it up with sneakers and also drive around and just hand them out. Kemp said that he once talked to Hustle to remember him saying that he wanted to invest in the local parks. He could have made money and left, but he intended to stay, Kemp said. He wanted to bring change. Diana White, 60, who lives a few blocks away from where the shooting occurred, waiting, waited in line in an alley with dozens of other mourners for her turn to see the teddy bears, artwork, cards, and candles that had been arranged in a circle along the walls of the store for Hustle. It was beautiful, she said. White had never met the hip-hop star, but she said she couldn't stop thinking about him after watching interviews with him on television, and his death brought tears to her eyes. His mannerisms reminded me of my son, and maybe that was it. I didn't know him. I don't know why I felt like this, but 
maybe that was it. He had the same mannerisms like my son, just the way he spoke. And the other two people that were involved in the shooting actually survived. I don't think that they were released their names yet, but Nipsey was pronounced dead at the hospital, and then one of the men was being treated, and the other one actually declined treatment. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, crisis response team, confirmed the news on Sunday night, saying, today we lost a great musician, Nipsey Hussle, and said that it was consoling and offering support to the family. And I mean, that's huge for Eric Garcetti. That's our mayor, for those who don't live in Los Angeles. So he's the mayor of a major city with a pretty high crime rate and a pretty high celebrity rate. And so for those two worlds to merge and for Eric Garcetti, our mayor, to come out and offer condolences, that's that's a really big thing. And I don't know if the part where I was talking about who his father actually is is going to get cut out or not. So, again, I'll reiterate it here by saying his father was Gil Garcetti, the man who was on the prosecution team. He was the DA during the O.J. Simpson trial. So, I mean, that, that speaks a lot to Nipsey's character, um, the kind of person that he was. So I do love this story, and that's why I kept it in, because I know we're running a little bit long, but it, it was it was such a great story. <laughs> Years ago, a popular burger joint in Nipsey Hustle, South Los Angeles area, had a, like their restaurant had those, you know, those high-top tables? Yeah. Yeah. I love me a high-top table. Yeah, but you probably love high-top tables with chairs, don't you? Either way. Well, this restaurant didn't have chairs. <laughs> they had no chairs. I prefer a high-top table if there aren't chairs. Yeah, but that's like a bar. That's like... You're, no, no, no. I'm saying like if there's no chairs in the restaurant, I'd rather have a high top that I can stand at than that's not the a point. regular size That's not table. the point. This, bar, this restaurant only had high top tables and no chairs so that okay. people wouldn't like hang out and loiter. Yeah. So it wasn't... You stand there, you eat your food, and you move on. Yeah, but who wants to stand while you're eating your food? You do it all the time. I, who wants to? Do you want to? Sometimes. I don't believe that. Nobody wants to stand while they're eating their lunch. You want to stand I, for a half hour while casually talking to your friends? I forget. You don't like to leave the house and go amongst the people. It happens <laughs> all the time at like outdoor festivals and like for the food fest, like the vegan street fair I go to every week. It's the high top table so you can wander up, eat your food, but you don't sit there lingering because other people need to eat their food. I know. And but... like a place to set it down. I, I I would prefer to sit in a chair and enjoy my meal. Well, then that kind of dining is not for you, my friend. It is not. The owner of Master Burger, Hustle, suspected that he wanted people to order their food and leave. So without chairs, people couldn't loiter. What business owners in a wealthier neighborhood call hanging out. I think a lot of people call it hanging out. <laughs> he just remembers feeling like, how dare you? Hustle recounted last month to the blog Genius. So Hustle... When he got the money, actually bought the building <laughs> that the burger joint was in. And he says, now he's our tenant, and they pay me rent every month. <laughs> <laughs> Success really is the best revenge. Oh, yeah. The story illustrates how the 33-year-old rapper who was shot to death outside of the clothing store fought back for the black and Latino people of his neighborhood in Hyde Park. Long before he was nominated for a Grammy, he was the champion of South L.A., and he had been planning to slowly buy back his neighborhood. And in recent months, he was actually succeeding. He was investing in this part of town because he understood if we ever wanted to 
be in the condition that it deserved and for our people to be treated the way that they deserve to be treated, we have to own it, said L.A. County Councilman Marquise Harris-Dawson. There were no shortcuts to that. In January, Hustle and real estate investor David Gross bought an L-shaped shopping center off of Slauson Avenue, the one that housed Master Burger and Hustle Store, the Marathon Clothing, for $2.5 million, according to property records. Hustle and Gross, a South L.A. native, met at an L.A. Lakers game several years ago and bonded over tequila. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> In the future, the business partners had hoped to buy more properties. And there was a sense of urgency in the High Park area where Hustle grew up was on the cusp of change. Construction of the new metro line, which, God, we need so much more of that metro line to be added because it doesn't, it finally reached the ocean like last year. So construction of that new metro line, which will actually cut through Crenshaw Boulevard and connect Los Angeles International Airport next year, has caused housing prices to rise, pushing people out and leading to fears of gentrification all around the Hyde Park Development is booming for the planned redevelopment of Baldwin Hills and Crenshaw Plaza to the north of the NFL Stadium and Inglewood to the south. And that's like a big thing that's happening right now is that they're they're building that – from what I understand, they're building that line specifically so people can get to the stadium because we just got the Rams and the Chargers. But so far, what was Hustle's pocket of South L.A. has seen – little such investment so he's not they're not that pocket where he lives isn't getting the benefit of the better shops and the the better roads and the infrastructure that's happening and so they're not getting that and so they're he's trying to kind of move that forward donut shops car washes and repair shops blank the churches and schools and empty lots that line the stretch of slauson avenue around the shopping center missing are the hip eateries and trendy boutiques that dot the wealthier parts of los angeles we don't see enough of us behind the counters or owning the buildings said marquisha lawson who's 34 a friend of hustles since they both attended watts middle school hustle dreamed of more for his neighbors Owning shopping centers off Slauson Avenue was one of the first steps. A decade ago when he was selling socks and t-shirts in that parking lot, years later he earned enough money to lease the space there to house his store, Slauson Clothing. And then in 2017 he opened up a flagship store, the Marathon Clothing, now the anchor tenant nested in the middle of that shopping center. So he's making more and more. What they're basically saying is they don't have what other places have and they're not seeing representation in their neighborhood and Nipsey was coming in and trying to change that. And I like even more that his vision is to insert the mom and pop and in like allow for opportunity for the people within his neighborhood because I mean, that's what it's about. Come on. Yeah. It's about development and bringing in things that will drive people to that area and give them that, that revenue that they need to become a more successful neighborhood after he was killed all of the shopping center's businesses the burger joint a barbershop a fish market a tax agency they were all closed in honor of him but the parking lot was packed with people of all ages and races paying tribute to the fallen hip-hop star one woman walked the perimeter of the plaza brandishing a stick of sage and a crew of bicyclists stopped in the street to watch and then we already talked about this, how it ended in the, the, the Monday night vigil, vigil ended in the stampede. And in that event, more than a dozen people were actually transported to the hospital, including two in critical condition. 
And so we we had covered what were the the kind of truths and lies to to that story that was coming out. On most days, the marathon clothing with its large picture windows and string lights looked as though it belonged on the trendy streets of Fairfax or Melrose. But it's in South L.A., and if you look at successful rappers or athletes, they make it and then they move on, says Gross, who spoke to the Times about Hustle's legacy. That's how it's going to be remembered. It would have been a lot easier for him to do that while he was trying to do it from somewhere else, but this was intentional. He stuck around after gaining success so that he could make his neighborhood a better place. And I find that so inspirational. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. You're pretty close. So here's something else that he did that was amazing. Two miles away off of Western and Slauson Avenues, Hustle and Gross last year opened up a co-working space, Vector 90, to encourage people in South L.A. to pursue careers in math and science and serve as a conduit between Silicon Valley and its residents. Like, how awesome is that? Hustle and Gross had plans to acquire enough land to build a residential and retail complex in Hyde Park with 80 units of apartments and condos on the top of the shops with health food options. Hustle didn't want to have tenants as much to promote the home ownership and entrepreneurship by allowing people to co-invest in the property. He wasn't out to get the money. That's really cool. If all went as Hustle had planned, they mixed-use development would have been steps from the new Metro stop in Hyde Park, which is expected to showcase a community of art project called Destination Crenshaw that the rapper had also been instrumental in getting off the ground. He was an inspiration. Lawson, the childhood friend, said between tears, he showed, I don't have to be a consumer or the client. I can be the boss. Hustle's entrepreneurial vision extended even beyond South L.A. Gross said that they had set their sights on creating a private equity real estate funding using Operation Zone tax incentives created as a part of the Tax Cuts and Job Acts of 2017 to encourage long-term investment in low-income urban areas. In a lengthy interview with Forbes magazine earlier the year, Hustle had laid out his plans to use the tax incentive to put the Marathon Clothing Store, Barbershop, and Fish Markets in cities across the country. The vision is to launch franchises, Hustle told Forbes. There's such a narrative to this parking lot. It's part of my story as an artist. But for all the money and the music that he leaves behind, perhaps his greatest mark will be his philanthropic work, which extended beyond his efforts to mitigate gang violence. Tapping the anticipation surrounding Victory Lap last year, Nipsey opened a workspace, science, technology, and engineering, and mathematics, or STEM, a center that he described as the bridge between Silicon Valley and the inner city. So we talked about that a little bit. But it's actually called STEM. So it's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. He told the Los Angeles Times that he had hoped the center named Vector 90 would give kids the option and opportunities that he didn't have as a child. In our culture, there's a narrative that says, follow the athletes, follow the entertainers, he told the paper. That's cool, but there should be something that says, follow Elon Musk, follow Zuckerberg. I think that with me being influential as an artist and young and coming from the inner city, it makes sense for me to want be one of the people that's waving that flag. So he's saying that it's cool to want to be like, you know, the artist, the musician, the, the famous part. Like we look at Beyonce and say, I want to be like that. But he's saying... Look at Elon Musk and say you want to be like that, be an engineer, be an entrepreneur, be something interesting. Like, like don't, don't just rely on fame. 
that there's more to life than that. Like you can, you can have that dream, but be a visionary. Yeah. I was going to say, it's just, <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I take away from that more of the, you know, beyond just being recognized, being famous, having celebrity, looking at them as inspirations, as innovators, and as people that are trying to, you know, not only is he innovating on these technology fronts, but renewable resource to leave a better, leave better footprints, I guess. I don't know. I mean, leave a smaller footprint, leave a smaller footprint, but also we need to leave this place better than we found it. And, and that's what Nipsey was trying to do. He was trying to encourage those young minds and saying, yeah, the fame is fine, but be do something good for this world. I think that as a society, we need to take steps like Nipsey did to lift up your fellow man. If you see somebody that has fallen, pick them up. Upon his death, the paper further reported that Hustle loved his stomping ground in both word and deed, buying shoes for students, fixing playgrounds and basketball courts, helping renovate an old roller rink, providing jobs and shelter for homeless residents, paying for funerals for those who couldn't afford them, and investing in Destination Crenshaw, the, the art project that's going to be happening at the metro station. And even his clothing store was a part of the strip mall renovations that would include apartments for low-income families. Just a good guy. Why? Why? I don't understand why the good people are always taken. Like, and I don't understand like the people that are doing good. Why are they the Keep ones? Keep it together. I'm sorry. Keep I don't want to be. I don't want. I don't want to be that one that like every time I do an episode I cry. But it just it's you spend weeks with this person and you I get know. to know them and you get to hear their good deeds and the the lives that they lived and the people that they loved and 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 I get emotional and I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. So Nipsey was Nipsey was more of a movement than music was evident in the tribute that poured in from fans, hundreds who flocked to the Marathon clothing store after he was shot, and from celebrities who noted that his legacy would be a layered one. That's I can't argue with that. They encouraged his fans to keep the legacy alive. Los Angeles County Supervisor Mark Riley Thomas called him an inspiration to many, while Atlantic Records called him an amazing father and a leader in his community. And actra Issa Rae said that he inspired her to invest and own in our own communities. J. Cole nodded to what you did for the neighborhood. Activist Colin Kaepernick pointed to Nipsey as great work for the people, and Pharrell Williams said, you were about something positive and for your community in every chance that you had to speak. John Legend said that he just spent Thursday with Nipsey filming a video for a song that they did with DJ Khalid. Khaled? DJ Khaled? Khalid? Where? I'm sorry. Again, if I butchered that pronunciation, I'm not cool anymore, so I don't know who DJ Khalid is. We filmed in Inglewood, close to where he grew up. He was so gifted and so proud of his home, so invested in his community, utterly stunned that he's gone so soon, legend wrote. So it was like he was sent by God to give some love, to bring us together. That's what his lyrics were saying. Always, he told the LA Times, he's not shy to tell the truth, even though it might not look good. He wasn't scared of anything. In the wake of Hustle's death, a petition was started to rename the intersection of Slauson Avenue and Crenshaw Boulevard near Hustle's store to the Nipsey Hustle Square. 
On the day of his funeral, the council announced that it was set to be named the Aramis Nipsey Hussle Ashmagan Square in honor of him and his contributions to the neighborhood. So that already passed, and the name is going to be changed. Hussle's memorial service was held on April 11th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles with tickets given away free of charge. A letter from the former president, Barack Obama, was read praising the rapper for the work in his community. While most folks look at the Crenshaw neighborhood where he grew up and only see gangs, bullets, and despair, Nipsey saw potential, Obama wrote. The 25-mile funeral procession wound through the streets of Los Angeles, including Watts, where he spent some of his most formative years. The Watts Tower gathering place along the route for mourners. The crowds lines the streets, which at times created gridlock when they flooded the streets, demonstrating the impact that he had on his community. He was buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Southern California. And normally this is where I put the quotes from the artist. But instead I'm actually going to do quotes from his parents. Hustle's father views his death as a sanctified fruition of his mission as an overall builder. God sent him to send a message. It looks like your time is up because you have completed what I sent you to do. He continues, we all have a plan, but God has his own plan. So he had completed what he needed to do, and he did it early, so God probably wanted to take him early too. Hustle's mother, Angelique Smith, is fond of her son's persona and remarks of his one-of-a-kind acumen as being supremely hefty. She says, I would like for him to be remembered as a humble, spirited, respectful man who has, since his childhood, had an extraordinary and unlimited intellectual capacity. So that is the story of Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey was a standout for me because maybe people will remember him for his music but they will remember him for the work that he did for his community. Before we get to business business, um, I know in our take one that had to get scrapped because I just couldn't get myself together, we had briefly gave a shout out to the ladies at the Hollywood Crime Scene podcast because LD had you know shared some posts there, got some interaction, and then actually brought us a lot of new listeners, which we would like to say thank you for coming and finding the podcast. And welcome. And welcome. (laughs) And hopefully you enjoy it. You know, but we just really wanted to kind of do that shout out because uh, Rachel and Desi were so kind and you guys are communicating with us too. You guys are amazing. Rachel, Desi, You guys are part of the reason why I actually kind of was motivated to do this because I loved your your podcast so much. And so to the new listeners, thank you so much. We hope that uh, you come back and visit us again. And to all of our regular listeners, thank you guys for sticking with us because we're so eternally grateful and our numbers grow every single day. And we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I would like to point out, too, because when LD first asked me to help her 
or to be her co-host rather, not help her, but be her co-host on the podcast. Um, and I was like, uh, I don't, I mean, I like the concept, but I've never listened to a podcast before. Hollywood crime scene was one of the first ones that she recommended that I listened to as well. So, um, and it was awesome, you know, love it. Love, 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 love so much love. So if you're one of our listeners that haven't yet checked them out, maybe go get head them over some and love. Give, them, give them a listen and see what you think. Also, we would like to announce as well that we got another Patreon. Woohoo! Thank you. So Amanda, we are totally getting some pillows. <laughs> yes. And please email us with your top three picks for the episode and we will be bringing that to you at some point next month. And thank you so much for our continuing Patreon sponsors. We honestly can't do it without you guys. We really appreciate that. And if you want to give to our Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. You can find our Twitter at rock and roll LT. Our Facebook page, please come visit our Facebook page. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, that's at rock and roll heaven pod. Our Instagram, you can see some fun stuff over there, and we always give you a little spoiler drop on Wednesdays uh, over on our Instagram, and that's at Rock and Roll Heaven LT. I'm still not going to say our website; it'll be in the show notes, whatever. <laughs> and you can also email us if you have any cool stories, any corrections you guys want to make. We're open to that stuff; totally fine. We we can handle uh, being corrected, and in fact. I would appreciate being corrected if I ever mess up anything because, like I said, this is not the pronunciation podcast. I am such a mush mouth and I apologize. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can email us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. And, guys, we encourage just come talk to us. Come on any platform. Say hi to us. We love it. We love the interaction that we get with you guys. We love suggestions. We love hearing what, what matters to you guys. So come and how visit we're us. Doing. Yeah. Let and us know how we're doing. How we're doing. I, um, cra- I crave validation. Please, please tell me I'm doing a good job. Please. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, I, I would also like to just throw out there, too. I think we're getting closer with purchasing the website domain name we're getting closer and then we'll start and then we'll start saying it again so under protest step one was pillows so thank you again amanda thank you amanda for for contributing and helping (laughs) the pillow the pillow fund uh step two is website website (laughs) and then i'll actually add all our back catalog of our episodes on there add more photos we'll have uh, actual pictures of me and TJ, so you can kind of you can still see some of that stuff on Instagram, but we'll actually like take sure. pictures and talk about ourselves, which we don't really do on this. So a little bit, a little, little bit, bit, we do a little bit, not a lot. Um, and then what? Step three is transcripts. Yep we we want to be able to reach this out. I mean, it, we the the transcripts will be our show notes. And speaking of which. Our next contest is going to be giving away an autographed copy of whatever your favorite episode has been in the past, be it either uh, LD, me, or TJ's, doesn't matter, whatever your favorite episode is, and we'll also give it a little signy sign. 
So if you want to enter that, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. And I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all our work? That's it for Excellent. me. Excellent. Okay. So from me and TJ to all of you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You guys have a great weekend or week whenever you're listening to us. And keep rocking in the free world. TJ, you want to go take your allergy medication? I really do. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was driving out in the V12 with the racks in the middle. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a friend almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. Mm-hmm. I got killers to the left of me. Mm-hmm. Where's lurking on her? Ain't show no mercy on her. Where's going back to back? We put a curfew on her. It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us. You know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Let my tent to V12, double check the details. Gotta cross my T's and dye my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail, once again I prevail. Knew that shit was over from the day I dropped my pre-sale. Hold up, let the beat build. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Look. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a friend almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me. Yeah. Look, under no condition, would you ever catch me slipping? Motorcated shooters plus the Maybach chauffeur driven. If they catch me with it, don't send me off to prison. Judge ain't sympathizing. Court don't show forgiveness. Engine in the Lambo, drowning out the music. Sip Dior with the flowers, five gold Cubans. Champagne while I shop, hope I splurge foolish. Closing escrow twice this month, both commercial units. Damn, I wish my nigga Fast was here. How you died 30 something after banging all them years? Grammy nominated, in the sign of shedding tears. All this money, power, fame, and I can't make you reappear. But I don't wipe them, though. We just embrace the only life we know. If it was me, I'd tell you, nigga, lay your life and grow. i tell you, finish where we started, reach them heights, you know. And gas the V12 to the pipe and smoke. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Had a friend almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me. Mm-hmm. Another million dollar bell, that's just some regular shit. See my granny on the jet, some shit I never forget. Next day we flew to Vegas with my Puma Connects. We break bread, we ain't new to success. Blade music and best. Enterprise, take lucrative steps. Cold game, but I knew it was chess. As a youth in the set, learn the game, you a student at best. But it's a couple things you can expect. Left. 
Just like money, no money. Nigga shooters respect. Other shooters, we was both throwing my crew on your neck. I'm on the freeway in the drop, it got me losing my breath. I do the dash with the blues on the deck. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 